Sentire Media Welcome. Thank you for joining us again on another installment of our podcast coming to you at night this time. Buonasera a tutti. It is uh, March 10th, Thursday evening for us at about 9 o'clock. And uh, we're doing this podcast. Normally we do them first thing in the morning. I know, but we've been so busy. Gaji was here, for example, at 7.30 in the morning <laughs> ready to work. So it's just been too crazy. So we thought... Better to do it now than never. That's right. Uh, buona festa to the ladies. Uh, Tuesday was Festa della Donna or um, Woman's Day. Yes. Now, you do not have to be a mother to celebrate uh, Woman's Day. This is not Mother's Day. Uh, it is a celebration of women. I'm not quite sure what happens uh, on Festa della Donna. Normally, we do like a lunch or something for some friends and their mothers. However, this year it fell on Fat Tuesday, Marta di Grasso, so most people were celebrating Fat Tuesday or doing things like that. However, I was in the car driving by myself that day, and I was listening to the radio, and there was all a buzz on the stations about both, oh, what, what will the women do this year because it is Festa della Donna and Marta di Grasso. The women like to go out on their own and they like to do, and they're saying all this in Italian, of course, and they like to go to see striptease. And they were saying how, what if the women got the men confused because the men were in costume for uh, Marta di Grasso and for a carnival and they were expecting a striptease. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm totally serious. So I don't know if there's impromptu, remember? One year, like in Ferramignano or Fossombrone, we saw a big sign for Festa della Donna and like a huge, super sexy man on the billboard, like Chippendales style. But I thought Festa della Donna, well, I guess that's mud, like mothers go out with their families on Festa della Donna. So if you're younger, I guess all the girls get together. It's ladies' night. What a, what a night. All right. Yeah. So I guess next year I gotta find a striptease or something. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Celebrate it the right way. Uh, yep, Fat Tuesday was also uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday, obviously. Um, so we're in Lent. What did you? Uh, what are you giving up for Lent? What are you sacrificing for Lent? Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything I'm sacrificing for Lent either. <laughs> but I thought I'd throw it out there and ask. Busy week this week. Uh, we're in the. Crunch time, getting the, all the apartments together and getting the uh, house put back together. We it's like tiling, painting, uh, new stoves, new beds. Yeah, we got a lot of new stuff coming in. Very exciting. New beds, uh, some new furniture in all the rooms, uh, new hood, new kitchen, well, new hood, new stove, new oven. I bought myself a new uh, um, faucet for the kitchen sink with one of those really cool lunch lady sprayers. Ooh. I know, fancy. Uh, so I'm very excited to put that in, and we're going to do some tiling around the kitchen. Moving on up. Uh, today, uh, yesterday, we had 50 uh, quintale of wood dropped off. Like, okay, so 50 quintale of wood is what? Um, it's 5,000 kilos. One quintale is 100 kilos, and most things are weighed in quintale. So when you buy um, uh, uh, hay or... Um, what else comes in quintale? Wood comes in quintale. Flour. That's a lot of flour, 100 kilos. Yeah. But um, I don't know what a cord is. In America, we measure wood by cords. In America, we use cords. Uh, but here, you don't. You get it by the quintale or 100 kilos. So I got um, 
50 quintale 5,000. So that's what we did yesterday afternoon and half of today. But I have gotten good at it, and the yes, doctor even... Yes. Yesterday afternoon, Jason was getting, it was the end of the day, the wood had just got delivered, and right as Pierangelo is driving away, he's like, yeah, uh, it's going to rain in like two days, so you better get this stacked up or covered, and we looked at each other like, oh, Lord, here we go with stacking time. So we just started right then and there, and I could tell you were getting frustrated with me, and you're not stacking it right, or putting it, it's like a puzzle, and I understand, I, I don't know exactly how to stack wood, but then all of a sudden you're like, God, she's going to go over and well, I know, redo the whole thing. I know Gachi's going to come over, He and he did, he was here at 7.30 this morning, 7:30. and he's going to look at the stack, and if it's not, the corners, it's really important when you stack, I did had no idea, I've learned all of this, but... When you do wood, if you don't have the corners crisscrossed, meaning the one layer of wood goes one way at the corner, and then you cross it over. Like, like horizontal it. to vertical. No, vertical would be oh, up yeah. and down. <laughs> you just cross them over. Like like when you're making Lincoln Logs, how the corners of the house with Lincoln Logs mm-hmm. kind of inter- uh, cross over each other. You have to do that on the corners to give it so it doesn't fall over. And it's bellowing. It looks beautiful. It does. And my... What, uh, my stacks are mukye, are very precise. I like it. They're they're good sides, nice and it's uniform. A wall. I mean, it's formidable. It's nice. It's a nice wall wood. God, you commented this morning. Said, "Oh, all right, you started off good." We're learning. This is three years in. Our first year, we were burning wet wood. We found slash stoles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wood band. And then last year, I would buy wood oh, yeah. long. Long. So we get it cut now and split. And then we'd get them in meter lengths. So huge, then we'd just have to huge. chainsaw it and then split it. And then chop it, which was oh my God. a lot of work to save a tiny bit of money. So. And to chop wood, it's the art. It's like a form. Like swinging a... It's like a golf club or something. It's not how hard you do it, but in like the motion you go in, correct? You just have, yeah, you have to hit, the, hit it nice and straight and you don't have to swing it. I thought you bring it behind your head and you come down as hard as you can. Yeah, like a maniac. <laughs> And after breaking how many <laughs> how many a, how many axe handles did, or um, mall handles did I break? Probably a dozen. Yeah. And then Marty was here, and he was like, "No, it's just nice and smooth. Nice and smooth. Follow through." But um, not worth saving the two euro. No uh, quintale. No, not at all. So now we get it chopped, but then we still have to stack it. Then we bring it down. To the outdoor kitchen area where we have another wood pile that we stack. And since our wheelbarrows are broken due to our cats loving to claw on the wheels. At scratching posts, yes. We use our car. (laughs) (laughs) What, like a pickup truck you might be thinking? No, 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 no. A little compact City Lake Hyundai EDH I-11. I-10. Or I-10, I'm sorry, I-10. They don't sell those in in the States. No, but it's a little tiny car that should not be used to haul wood, manure, hay, or garbage. We haven't used manure in it yet. That's disgusting. No, but we did that in our other car. Yeah, that was a rental. That was... we Okay, that side note. Jason's driving the car and me and my sister are holding wheelbarrows of manure out the back. <laughs> 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 Who got the shirt into the stick on that deal? Oh, man. But, um, lots of work. Uh, I went back... Keep going to Fano every Wednesday to the... Uh, Baywatch class. My class. Oh, I found out. So, there's a couple of things. You can do the Baywatch. We talked about this last week, about how they kept talking about Baywatch and doing the Baywatch. And you can do the Baywatch, which is kind of like 
putting out the vibe, checking out the ladies, you know, oiling yourself up Uh uh, while you're a lifeguard. Uh Uh, SMSing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking my (laughs) lifeguarding class I'm taking in in Fano. Um, But also the the Baywatch, the object is – the object that they keep referring to is the thing that they'd throw over their shoulders. All the hot chicks would throw that – are a life preserver. Yeah, but it's not round. It's that no, weird it's like shape. like a boogie board shape. It's not a boogie but board. But it just kind of looks like one. I guess. <laughs> but it's the thing all the hot chicks would throw over their, their shoulders with those straps that they go dive in. David Hasselhoff wore one, too. I don't. When I think of Baywatch, David Hasselhoff <laughs> is not the one that comes to mind. That's all I think of. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> anyway, so that thing's called the Baywatch. And after they made this, they kept referring to it. I, I, I raised, I rose my, I, I, you know, I, I, I put my hand up and I said, what, what do you guys keep talking about the Bay? What is this thing Baywatch? And the guy goes to the back of the class and holds it up. And I, I go, why do you call that a Baywatch? He goes, well. That is what it's called. <laughs> That's the answer for everything. And then I was thinking, did, what did they call it? Did they call it a Baywatch before 1995 when Baywatch came good out? Good question. Good question. For our professional lifeguard listeners out there, you if, can get back to us on the proper name. In English, I have yeah. no idea what that thing's called. Um, but everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's the orange thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if anyone uh, knows what, what that is called, shoot me an email. And I'm sure it's not called a Baywatch. No. How are the classes going? Oh, man. Lots of technical words. Oh, you had to do your swim. Yes. I, I had to do my uh, prova in the pool. I had to... Uh, trial. Yeah, prove that I could swim. So I had to go uh, do 100 meters of freestyle, uh, 100 meters of... Um, they call it frog rana, but it's... What would we call it? Uh, breaststroke. Then I had to do this thing where... Uh, you're on your back and you only use your legs to kick, but you hold your hands in front of you like you're holding someone someone's head and shoulders. And you had to do a hundred. It was like wait, and then you had that under that long dive one. Yeah, then you had to dive and go uh, twenty meters uh, underwater. You know, like at the bottom of the pool without coming up. And um, I wasn't the worst, but man, five swimming like five hundred meters is not easy. No. <laughs> Like, I think I might throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end, it was like, oh, no, you know, for next time, maybe skip skip uh, eating b- dinner early before I come. Yes. So, all right, only ten more weeks of that to go, <laughs> and then I'll be done. <laughs> and then you'll be testing in the ocean. Yep, then we start, once it gets warmer, we start testing in the ocean, which, I don't know, this seems like an overkill for our little tiny pool. This is true. But, um... So, um, in this podcast, oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No, I wasn't saying anything. Okay. We wanted to, um, plug in an interview that we did with our friend and commercialista Fabio. And what is, Jason, it, oh, what is a commercialista? Yes, actually? a commercialista is like a tax account, tax accountant, uh, not really business manager, but will help you advisor. form a bit. Yeah, an advisor. He is, um, we lovingly refer to him as our all-around saint, because if it wasn't for Fabio, 
shaming the people at the office, uh, the visa office in New York. We would not be living here. He's helped us program our cell phone. He helped us start our business. He generally cuts through the red tape of Italy. Yes. He's our shark, and we love him so. Um, And not only that, we've become very good friends, really good friends with him and his family. We Mm -hmm. went to Christmas dinner at their house two years ago. We were at their wedding. Uh, We saw, well, we didn't see their, their twins, but we were... There, one, there are twins who were just born, so I just look at him more as just uh, a commercial essays. No, not at all. Not at all. I, the one, I the first him. Italian guy that we latched on to, I would say. We, wouldn't let, we forced him into being friends with us. I think he liked it. Well, without further ado, here we go. The interview with Fabio. Enjoy. So here we are with Fabio Centurione, our Saint Fabio. We would not Santo be, Fabio. Santo Fabio. We would not be here in Italy without him. We'd still be sitting in front of the Consulate General in New York, begging for our visas. Welcome, Fabio. Ciao a tutti. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we just had dinner with Fabio and his lovely wife, Samantha. Ciao, Sammy. Ciao. <laughs> We're here today interviewing Fabio because he's a very, very interesting person to talk to. His English is wonderful, and I think he'd get a kick out of being on our podcast. So, Fabio, uh, how, how did you learn to speak English so well? Tell me. Yes, I want to say just that I'm not the very interesting people because the very interesting people are those two Americans, crazy <laughs> guys who... Uh, choose to change their life and come to live in a very small country house uh, in Le Marche, in central Italy. So this is uh, the real news. <laughs> that we're the crazy ones? That we're the crazy ones? No. Um, you went to school in, in the States for a little bit, yes? Yes, I, uh, several years ago I won a scholarship with my university. So they put me in a college, in the Mary Washington College in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And how long? I stayed there for a semester, and uh, it was an uh, ex-female college. So when I came, uh, uh, it was open to everybody. Oh, so it used to be women uh, Just uh, since a few, few years. Oh, really? so, so the there, ratio so, was so there's good. a lot of women, yes? Yes, I think seventy <laughs> percent women and thirty percent males. That's very a good, good school. <laughs> a very good school. Yeah. <coughs> and what do you remember most about your time in America? What did you enjoy most? Um, the best uh, things were when um, American people keep asking on me if uh, in Italy everybody had a refrigerator <laughs> or. Uh, if everybody in Italy was walking up and down on the stairs uh, in a very slow way like they <laughs> were used to see when they went to visit Naples or uh. Rome. <laughs> so Hold on, Americans Because uh, Italy is divided into uh, great portions, how do you say? Yeah, divided into two, sure. two kind of population, the south and the north, a little bit like the uh, United States, where in the north they keep on uh, wo- uh, talking very fast, like New York, park car over there. Anyway, we have, <laughs> we have the very big advantage that we stay, we live in the central Italy, mm-hmm. so we are uh, in the middle, equal. <laughs> and you are a commercialista here in Italy. What is... For people who don't know, what a, what is a commercialista do? Commercialista is like a um, 
something like a chartered accountant, accountant. Kind of like a lawyer, accountant, tax person. Exactly, uh, assisting people and uh, start up uh, new enterprises to help them to find a way to <laughs> to win the bureau bureaucrazia italiana. Italian bureaucracy. And give your website out of your of your office or the phone numbers in case. Yeah. The ah. website or the phone number of your... Uh, website is uh, contributimarche.it, dot it, it. I'll post it on the We'll post blog. it on our blog. Okay. Now, if you're looking, if you're thinking about coming to, moving to Italy or doing any business in Italy, Fabio is your man. He is he, excellent. He's our shark. He's the guy he, who... Well, tell him what you mean by that. Well, when we first were coming to Italy to um, just have a look around, we met a woman in um, San Marino, and she was the public relations director for San Marino. Or uh-huh. We were asking her, how do we go about moving to Italy? What do we do? She said, you need to find yourself a shark, someone who would navigate. navigate through the waters of the bureaucracy of Italy. And Fabio is definitely our shark. He has cut through it all. So um, con- just give a- shoot us an email or Ashley will post the- his, uh, his information on, a- on our um, blog. Tell the story about the <laughs> Italian embassy. We, we had, our, um, we had an appointment to go into the embassy in New York to get our visa the day before we were to leave for Italy. Everything was supposed to be okay. We, had this, the, um, we made the reservation months and months in advance. And the day before, we called to make sure that, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow we have an appointment to go get our visa, Yes. And they said, no, they canceled it. So Fabio... And that was like the first time out of all the craziness that I was just almost... That was the first time I, I thought, thought that we oh might not no. be moving to Italy. We, we Or at least legally. Yes. Um, we had our plane tickets. Our apartment was... No, we were done. We were ready to go. We were gone. We put all of our clothes and everything on a boat for Italy, so... We had to come. What did you write? What did you write to the consulate general of? of it, yes, it was uh, pissed off. <laughs> pissed off <laughs> because uh, they, the consulate didn't want to meet these two guys, and uh, so I was a little bit uh, uh, angry mm-hmm. with them because um, I thought that the the real um, reason was that there were too many people uh, to look for, so they didn't have any time. So. I write something uh, tough, a little mm-hmm. tough, you can say, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to the consulate and to... I, let but I thought you shamed their family. You said that they It would be shameful. It would be shameful to their families, <laughs> if you, to your family. How could you... What was the... I remember reading it and laughing. You wrote something that was very funny. No? Mm-hmm. Shame to your... How could you do this? Shame on you and your family? Or... I don't know. It was great. Anyway, regardless of what Fabio wrote, we had our appointment the next morning at 9 a.m. And by 12 noon, we had our visas, which is... They had no clue what was going on. They I, called I, I, Yes, I remember I had, uh, I, I, I had to, make, to make a lot of uh, telephone calls. And at last, they didn't want to answer to the phone anymore, the consulate. So <laughs> I, had to, I wrote them an email, um, a little bit... Um, uh, bad email mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I wrote that they had to call me back uh, as soon as possible after five minutes I got the call from the consulate <laughs> telling me explaining me that 
what they had um, understood was completely different of what I have um, wrote to them because they told me that um, I discovered afterward that <laughs> these two crazy guys <laughs> used um, an online translator. Online translator, yes, <laughs> exactly. And the, the, the lady at the consulate told me in Italian that the translation was something to do, had something to do with um, um, ask, they asked for elemosinare, to elemosinare, like um, somebody in the street. Oh, like asking, panhandling? Like a bum? Like give a, me 50, 50, 50, 50 cents? 50 cents. Oh, like yes. a, like How a, do you call it? A bum, like a... Uh, a bum, yes. Uh, the the sentence was um, we would like to bum um, no we <laughs> would like that. to bum uh, for immigration residentialism we would like to bum for a residentialism in Italy for bag for citizenship in Italy uh, because uh, we have a big activity in Italy so the lady um, um, told me that. They give uh, citizenship or, or residency to Italian to, to the strangers just if they if they uh, have uh, something like uh, two million dollars oh. on the bank. Uh, so after they check that they have two million dollars, maybe they give the the, resident, the residency to the to the stranger. So I had to send a lot of documents to them, and at last they accepted to meet these two crazy guys the, the day after. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they now, gave us the visa immediately. There immediately. were signs posted that said we will not okay. have any preferential treatment. They took our paperwork. I think they called you back but while we were there. In, in exchange, they wanted me to write them two letters. One to the personnel of the embassy, of the consulate. The consulate general? Yes. The cap to, il capo? To beg them for a... Um, uh, ask them for a... Apology? Apology. <laughs> and uh, another letter to the to the consulate general, you say, the, the boss of the yeah. consulate. Another apology that I had to explain that it was not their fault, the, the <laughs> fault of the personnel of the consulate. I have to I had to specify real clear that they there was no responsibility of the consulate and uh, every responsibility was of uh, <laughs> Ashley and Jason and me that we didn't understand what we wanted really ask to the consulate. I didn't <laughs> no, know that. I, I was trying to use a translator site because I wasn't confident in our Italian and I thought I don't want to bother Fabio with a bazillion questions of how to write a stupid email to the consulate. So I thought, oh, I'll just go on Battlefish or one of these simple translators. Note to the listeners, do, do not, not use, use a translator. translator. Site. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Fabio, tell our listeners why someone should come out to La Marque for a holiday. Alright, Fabio is born and raised in Sasso Covaro, which is probably twenty five minutes from us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he lives in Urbino now. Urbino. Urbino. Ur, not Urbino. Well, if you have um, time for just uh, for visiting just one city in Italy, make it Urbino. Because, 
that was the sentence I wrote, I read in the in a book, in a guide, in a um, Oxford, the Oxford mm. guide. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was impressed of this sentence, and um, anyway, the the sentence was uh, very precise because. Uh, the guide said that in Urbino, Urbino is the the city who represents represents better the Renaissance age because uh, we have uh, the ducal palace with the two towers, towers. towers um, typical of Renaissance age, and where Raffaello, the painter, was born. Mm -hmm. Raffaello's house is still there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So besides Raffaello and uh, you, you UNESCO UNESCO oh, UNESCO protected uh -huh. city World Heritage Site. Uh, yes. There is a third reason to visit uh, Le Marche because uh, we have uh, the capital of the truffle, mm -hmm. Aqualagna, where you can taste the best truffle all over the world. I don't know. I think our friends in Santa Angela would d disagree that the best <laughs> truffles are in are in Aquilania. There's fierce rivalry between those two towns. Exactly, two right. Santa Angela said that they are the capital. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone you'd like to say hi to in the States that will hear this? I know you have a couple friends in the States. Say hi to your... To, uh, yes, I have um, two friends, uh, very good friends, because I met in this college uh, in Virginia when I studied over there. One is uh, Craig Butler. Woo! Hi, the, Craig Butler. The crazy guy. <laughs> uh, he was um, um, studying Spanish when I met him. And uh, after we met, uh, he decided to learn Italian, and uh, actually he is uh, teaching Italian classes in um, uh, secondary school in uh, New York. Wow. And uh, converted everybody from the French and German classes to the Italian class to come to the Italian <laughs> <Nice>. classes. <laughs> and the second friend is uh, Mike Bure, another crazy guy who... Um, used to live in Washington and then moved to Morocco. Wow. Um, his father is the architect of the um, king of Morocco. Wow. <laughs> wow. So... Um, well, I'm sure my sister will be happy to hear your voice, too. <laughs> How many times she sat in that office going <laughs> over all the documents and everything. Well, Fabio... Uh, she was so patient. <laughs> she was so good. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Fabio, thank you very much for taking time, and we are forever in your debt. Um, I, I think, honestly, if the name Fabio in America didn't conjure up the, the, the image of a model with long, flowy hair... Do you know that guy? Fabio? Yes. That we would consider naming our firstborn after you. Yes, when I <laughs> first time arrived in the United States, everybody was telling me, oh... Fabio. <laughs> the curious thing was, uh, oh, what's your name? Fabio. Oh, Fabio. <laughs> Where are you from? From Italy. Oh, that wonderful Paris. Because I like Paris. <laughs> Paris, yes, Paris. Because I like Italy so much. Paris is so beautiful. Oh, 
wonderful that Americans are so good at geography. These are college people too. These are people in university, yes? In university and in the um, shops. Just to, to buy stuff. Oh, oh, God. Well, well, the next time any of you listeners come out and Fabio's around, you're more than welcome to meet him and we'll go out to lunch or something together. Absolutely. Th- Fabio, thank you very much. Sammy, say goodbye. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Well, there you have it. The wonderful Fabio Cetrioni and his beautiful wife, Sammy, saying hello in the background. Thank you, Fabio and Sammy. So, we're going to come to our... Uh, phrase week, the pays. Word of the week. <laughs> I don't like phrase the pays. It's cheesy. It is. That's why I like. <laughs> Not that word of the week is any better. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Off the top of our head, since we we really didn't plan, if you can tell, no, we really, I know. We really haven't written this podcast out. Normally, we have a little outline. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You go first. All right. I was thinking of the words. Orario continuato. Ooh, that is an that is an excellent one. Thank you. It means continuous hours. And why that is significant is that most stores, uh, restaurants, uh, anything closes in the middle of the day. They take their afternoon break. Well, restaurants would be open during the middle of the day. All right. Well, banks. Mo- well, the bank's a whole other story. True. They open at 8.30, close at 1.30, take their break for lunch. No idea why, but they come back to work at 2.45 to 3.15. So get that last half an hour in at the end of the day. It's just stay, I don't know why they just don't stay close. I don't know. Bank hours are the best. But orario continuato. So mo- if um, a store will generally publicize this in the front window because it's in our neck of the woods, it's pretty rare for them to have continuous hours and not close for the lunch break. Yeah, they'll put huge signs out, like Ocean, because it's like, hello, everything else is closed. Ocean is the big... Um, like, Target. Target, yeah, which mm-hmm. is in Fano. And they there's, have... Yeah, and like in our little area between Piobico and Urbana, there's really only one grocery store that's orario continuato. Yeah. So, like, when guests are here and you want to go grocery shopping or really just even do anything for the day, it is not wise to sleep in because you will then arrive at your destination around 12.30, 1 o'clock. When all the shops are closed. Exactly. So just keep in mind to uh, that the midday break happens and... That's my phrase that pays. Orario continuato. Good one. What uh, do you have? Um, I have one that uh, me and Gachi were actually talking about today. Not only did we have a very interesting conversation while we were stacking wood about um, uh, respiratory failure and cardiac arrest. Ah, naturally. <laughs> did he think you were going into that? No, but I was asking him if we needed a defibrillator here at the house because we were talking about in my lifeguarding class last night about... Oh. Oh, uh, no, but he doesn't think we do because, as he even says, we have him. He's we have him. house doctor. And he says, if you have a heart attack this far out in the countryside, you will die here. It is your time. <laughs> it is your time to go. So the doctor said we don't need one. But um, it was a very interesting, interesting conversation. Sometimes I really don't think of him as a real cardio, like a real doctor, because I don't see him in a white coat and, and at a at a hospital, I see him in work clothes and in the garden and with the dog. So it's interesting sometimes. But um, we were talking about the wind and how the wind has changed. And um, there's words for the winds, the winds out of the north and south. For instance, 
the wind we're getting, the nice warm wind out of the south that we're getting right now is called Lo Shiroko. And a cold, wet wind out of the north is called the Bora or Tromontania from the mountains. It makes me think of Mary Poppins. Why Mary Poppins? Because at the end, when the winds are changing, it will take Mary away. And that's when she goes off onto her umbrella when the winds from the north take her away. Oh. That'd be the the Bora. Yes, yes. So was she going south or did she have a headwind? (laughs) I don't know. She just took off. It's time to fly a kite and... Miss Mary Poppins is gone. All right. Well, that, there you go. That's mine. Well, Shiroko for the warm air from the south and La Bora or Tramontana for the cold air from the north. So you can, if you're nothing else in the bar, you can talk about the weather. <laughs> this is true. All right. That's it for this week. Do you want to throw out our, bring it home and throw out our, all our stuff? Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in. This was a long podcast. You can find us on latavlamarque.com, dot blog, uh, latavlamarque.blogspot.com, at Twitter at Latavla Marque and on Facebook. And how do you spell Latavla Marque? L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Latavla Marque. Until the next time. Until the next time. Thank you, guys. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. (laughs) Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.